Thank you for giving us this time to be in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Father, for being the Lord of our lives, the strength of our lives, and our portion forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against the enemy. Thank you for giving us the Internet, Father, just at the right time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I pray that you will cover this time with your precious blood. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts, O Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you at this hour. We need your word. We need your power. We need your strength. Oh, precious Father, precious Father, precious Father. Break every chain in Jesus' name. Break every chain in Jesus' name. Every hindrance to tonight's meeting, Lord, I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for giving us the internet that we needed to do your work, O oh Lord, this night. Thank you, Father. No matter what the enemy tried, I thank you, Father, for coming through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give ourselves over to you, Father, in this hour. Lord, we know you have something special. And that's why there's such a struggle that the enemy did not want us to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit at this hour. And he was trying whatever he can do through all his agents to delay, to to block and to stop your word from going forth tonight. But I thank you, Lord, that you are all-powerful. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord. So speak to us, O Lord, at this hour. And I thank you for your word that you just gave from heaven. Lord, work in our hearts. I ask you that you'll immerse this word in your holy fire. Immerse it, Lord. Set our hearts on fire, Father. Cover every ear with your oil in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will release my voice, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that I may have the total freedom to be able to give your word this night in the name of Jesus. And every hindrance of the enemy, I bind it in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And all the attack of the enemy upon my body, I curse it in Jesus' name. And I trample the works of darkness right now in Jesus' name. I take authority over every unclean spirit that is actively working to keep us from hearing what God wants us to. I bind those in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Every distraction... I curse it in Jesus' name. Father, magnify Jesus. Lord, magnify Jesus. Savior, magnify Jesus. Lord, work your mighty work. Mighty work in our lives. Do your mighty work, O Lord, in our lives this night. Enlarge in the capacity of your people to receive at this hour. O Lord, cause our eyes to see more clearly the King of Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Cause our ears, O Lord, to be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit at this hour in the name of Jesus. Oh, break every chain, break every chain where healing is needed. I pray that you'll grant healing to your people. Where deliverance is needed, grant deliverance for your people. Bless your people, bless your people, bless your people this night. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this in Jesus' name. I pray against every distraction, every tiredness, every drowsiness, all the worries and every pain that is trying to creep in to keep your people from giving their 100% to the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind those in Jesus' name, take victory in Jesus' name. Father, I pray may every single heart, mind, soul and body be attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that you will rule and reign over our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. I'm going to 
We're going to go to the book of John. I'm just going to get the chapter. Just give me one minute. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. John chapter 11. John chapter 11. And I'm going to read from verse 1. John chapter 11, from verse 1 onwards. Now a certain man was sick, a Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and a sister, Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother, Lazarus, was sick. I want to stop here. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our God is the God who sees. The God who sees. He is the God who hears. He is the Lord God who sees. He is the Lord God who answers. He is the Lord God who cares. We see a whole bunch of things happening here, yet God wants to highlight a couple of things here that is going to bless you tonight. There's a sick person here, and the sick person's name is mentioned here, Lazarus, and he is from Bethany. So the town where he came from is also mentioned here. And it's the town of Mary and her sister, Martha. And there's something here that's very specifically mentioned. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Who was this? This is that Mary who anointed Jesus Christ, the Lord, with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Whose brother, Lazarus, was sick. There's a description given to Mary. It's not that, okay, this is Mary, brother, uh, um, sister of Lazarus. Sister of Martha. No. There is something that God has inserted here into the scriptures about the good works that she did unto God Almighty. I'm going to take you to that passage in about a few minutes. But I want to stop here for a couple of minutes as the Holy Spirit wants me to. To bring to your attention that whatever you do, when you do it unto the Lord and not unto man, there is a reward that you get from God on earth 
and also in heaven. Simultaneously, it happens. A reward on earth and a reward in heaven. Jesus is not someone who says, well, you do something here, and when you come to heaven, I have lots of rewards for you. That's the best thing, because that's the place where we're going to go and live forever and ever. At the same time, He never leaves His people without blessing them while they are, while they are on the face of the earth. Whatever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord, not unto man, knowing that your reward comes from God Almighty. The reward comes in two ways. When you look at Revelation, the last book of the Bible, God's word says that whatever we do for the Lord, our works will follow us. So when we die, our works go with us. Whatever we did for God, they go with us into eternity. Whatever we do for the Lord, while we are here on earth, we are rewarded for that as well. So we are blessed on this side of eternity and also on the other side of eternity. People who follow Jesus Christ, they are blessed beyond measure. No one on the face of the earth is as blessed as the people of God because they are blessed twofold. See, when people who don't have God, they strive to make a living. They strive to get to the top. It's all short-lived. The Bible says the glory of a human being is like the flower that is on top of a grass. The wind blows it, and what happens after that? The flower is blown away. The glory is gone, and you can't even trace where it is. That's how it is. Whether it's the president of a nation or a beggar down by the street, there's no difference after some time when a person dies. Both of them need to go to the eternal habitation. When you look at a person's life, what we do with what God has given to us right now is the most important thing because we're blessed on this side of eternity and we're going to be blessed on the other side as well. So whatever we do for a child of God, whether you study, whether you work, whether you take care of your children, whether you, you cook at home, whatever work you're doing, wherever God has placed you, whether you're a mother, whether you're a wife, whether you're a father, whether you're a husband, whether um, you, know, you are a worker, whatever it is, daughter, sister, brother, son, whatever it is, Whatever role God has given to you and wherever God has placed you, when you take it seriously and when you do it unto the Lord, not just do it because I want others to um, like me. I want somebody to become happy. When they become happy, it makes me happy. And when they like me, I feel loved and that self-seeking many times gets people into a lot of trouble. You know why? When they do something with an intention of getting their inner need met, so to speak, by another human being, many times they get disappointed because they do it with a certain expectation. And when the person that you're doing it for doesn't appreciate you, or turn, he, he or she turns around all of a sudden, completely misses what you did, and then looks at what was not done. And then they start talking about it. A lot of people get broken over it. They feel like, I did so much, and look at that. What a waste. You know why? They're doing it unto man and not unto God. When you do something, or do whatever you're doing, you're doing it unto God, not unto man. Yes, you love people. We are all human beings. And we're all in different kinds of relationships. But when your motive is to really please the Lord and you do it, and you do it genuinely to another human being, whether it's your child, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your co-worker, whether it's your boss, whoever it is, whatever you're doing, you want to do the best because you want to do it unto God, 
not because you want to impress somebody. See, if you do it unto God, your work is automatically going to become praiseworthy because you're not going to offer something less than the best. And God who sees you do it unto him will reward you. That's a reward that will come. You don't have to go looking for reward. Reward will come looking for you if you do it unto God. While on earth, while on earth, God will reward you. But our hearts must be pure and we should not seek man's approval. That's one way you can guard your heart and be healthy emotionally. If you constantly look for man's approval, you will be a person who is with a broken heart. Because you're doing it unto man and human beings many times are never satisfied. Or many times you may do something and they may be thinking something else. And so Satan is there to cause misunderstandings, miscommunications and all those things. And if you place your faith and trust upon another human being, you're setting yourself up for a fault or a heartbreak or a disaster or a great disappointment. And so what happens many times people say, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to work so hard? Why do I have to do this? Look at the the other people. They just come here to work and they just sit on social media and they just do their bare minimum. They wait for the time to be over. They pick up their pocketbooks and they just walk out and look at that. They're all doing fine. Why should I sit and why should I work during my work time? Why can't I be like them? If you want to be like them, and there's no difference between you and them. There's no difference between light and darkness. Whatever you do, the Bible says, do it unto God. Do it with all your heart unto God, knowing that your reward comes from Him. So God can reward you in many different ways. He can suddenly cause your boss to see what you did. He can suddenly cause your spouse to see what you did. He can suddenly cause a profit to come from what you did. God can do anything. At the same time, many times, God will put you through a test also. Where? You may do something. And then you may be thinking, well, everybody's going to applaud me and nobody will even look at it. There's a test right there to see, who are you doing it for? Were you doing it out of a pure, pure motive? Were you doing it not expecting anything in return. See, when I had to take care of our three little ones who were, you know, born back to back, you know, one year and a couple of months each apart, there was a period when all three did not call me mommy. The first one was not able to speak. The second one was seeing the first one. He was not speaking. And then the third one also was not saying she was very young. Nevertheless, all three, I should take care of them, change them, feed them, and and not sleep, and do everything for them. And not once for a certain amount of time, no words were coming out. Nobody called me mommy. Now, somebody can just get bitter and heartbroken and say, nobody's calling me. Was I so happy that nobody's calling? No. Was it, was it heartbreaking? Absolutely. But did I place my faith upon the living God? Absolutely. Because I know that God is the Lord God who is leading me specifically through a path. So even though you don't get anything in return, you don't get that emotional satisfaction where the child comes and says, Mommy, you don't get that. You still pour, you still pour, and you still pour, and you still pour, and you see what God has done. This is how it has to be. There's just a small example. I can share many, many things, but it's a small example. Something that you can relate to. That you really pour out yourself for someone. But you don't get that response. Especially when you think about Samuel. A child who talked and he lost everything. And for someone, when I say talked, he lost it very early. The one or two words that he began with, he lost everything. But 
the most important thing we lost was the eye contact where the child will not even look at your face. He wouldn't even know that you are there. No matter how many times Pastor Pradeep would call him by name, he'll just go wonder. It was as if somebody took him away from you, gone. Just was gone, just like that. But, are we, are we taking care of him? Because we want that satisfaction that the child is going to take care of me or the child comes and says thank you mommy or the child comes and gives a smile and gives a hug no we didn't get any of those it was the opposite scratching and biting and pulling and all those things but you still took care of him sleepless night you still did why out of love not expecting anything in return see this is a simple illustration that the Holy Spirit is bringing at this hour for our hearts to relate to what God is communicating with us. Uh, many times when it comes to the spouse, it comes to the co-worker or the manager or, or, you know, people who are working underneath us or the neighbors, whatever, you try to do something with the motive that, oh, they will say thank you or they'll like it or they'll do this or they'll do that. God is speaking to you today. Put those expectations down. You know, because those are snares. When you set when you set up those expectations in front of you and you don't get those expectations met by those people, it's causing hardness of heart inside of you. Because of that, what do you do? I don't want to do anything anymore. I don't want to do anything for this person. Or I'll do what? I'll just do the bare minimum. Emotionally, you become like a rock, which hardens your heart and your heart becomes... That rocky soil, when the word of God goes in, it will not penetrate inside. You need to be someone who will give and give and give and give and give because you're giving it unto God. As you do it, there is a reward. God is no debtor to anyone. When you do it unto the Lord, God is no debtor to anyone. Have this deep inside of you. When you do it unto God, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your coworker, whether it's your manager, whoever it is that God has, when you keep on giving, keep on loving, keep on showing mercy, keep on doing what you should be doing, not out of obligation, but from the bottom of your heart, then what happens at that point? God who sees you in secret, that you're doing it unto the Lord, not expecting anything in return, will reward you openly. God will do that. God will reward you openly. So there's an encouragement God is bringing to you this night that whatever you're doing, don't do it unto man, but do it unto God. Don't have, I would say, empty expectations in front of you because it will leave you empty at the end. But when you do whatever you do unto God, then there's a reward on this side of eternity and on the other side when we get there. So I want to go over verse 2 here where God has documented this through the Spirit of God in His Word through Apostle John. A description about Mary. It's not just Mary, a woman, Mary, a sister, Mary, a daughter. There's something more about Mary that's described here. What Mary did for Jesus. What Mary did for Jesus. Whatever you do for God, it will be documented by the living God. Whatever you do unto God, it'll be documented by the living God. Whatever you do, whatever you do, nothing will go unnoticed. Nothing. All the work that you do in secret, all the difficulties that you face in order to build His kingdom, whatever you're doing, all the hard work that you're doing to raise your children in the ways of the living God, doesn't matter. If your husband says you did a good job, or your husband just comes and says, oh, you didn't do a proper job when you're really pouring out your life at home. 
Or someone from outside looks and says, well, you're just staying home. What are you doing? You're not like other people who are going outside and making money. Nothing should affect you. Period. Every single person is called by God to do something during a particular period. When God has called you to do something, no one has the right to treat your job that God has given you during that given period lightly. You take what God has given to you and do it with all your heart unto God. When you do that, you know what happens? God takes that and He writes it down. He documents it. He puts everything down. And what you do for God, you get rewarded on this side of eternity. You raise your children for the Lord. You get rewarded on this side of eternity. Your children will rise up and call you blessed, whether you're a father or a mother or a grandmother, whoever it is, or grandfather or brother or sister or an uncle or not, whatever it is, whatever God has given to you, when you do it with all your heart and you invest into the life of someone else and you do it faithfully unto God, what happens? God will take that and He'll reward you on this side of eternity and in the world to come. Two rewards that you'll get now and later. A lot of times people work and they say, oh, I have my pension, you know, saved up and I'll have my pension when I get retired. But they don't think about their eternal homes and they don't think about the the reward that God has for His people that He wants to give. Imagine you have a gift that you bought for your child and you want to reward your child and you have it and you want to and you told your child that you do this, I'm going to give it to you and you're eagerly waiting. But the child doesn't value that. How will you feel? Oh, you can't say, well, I'm not into rewards. If God wants to give it, you should be. If God wants to bless you with it, if God says, this is my heart and I want to give it to you, and I'm encouraging you to do this, then you should go for it. The Bible says, don't be overly righteous. That means when God says, do this at that time, we don't say, well, no, Lord, when God says, go and eat that, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. We should never play holier than God. If God says, I want to bless you, don't say, Lord, Lord, I don't need any blessing. If God says, ask me something, you say, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to ask you anything. That's being overly righteous. If God says, seek me for this, and I say, no, 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 I'm not going to seek you for this. That's being overly righteous. Being righteous is doing the right thing. And the right thing is what God has told us you, not what we fear. What did God say? If we want to be blessed by God, which God wants to, we need to do what God has told us to do, which is whatever you do, do it unto God. So this Mary was not just called just Mary, like Martha. We see Martha here and her sister Martha, but Mary has a description there. Martha did a lot of cooking, but Mary did something else. Martha worked, Mary worked, but what Mary did is mentioned here. What Martha did is not mentioned here. What Martha did was pretending to the things of this world, even though it was to feed the master. Her whole thing was work, 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 work. It's not the master himself. But Mary's whole focus was to sit at the feet of Jesus, and as a result of that, She had the revelation from God to do the will of God. We see two types of work. If you're taking notes, write this down. Two types of work. One is what I want to do for Jesus. The second type, that's the first type of work. Most people do what I want to do for Jesus. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But the other type is what does he want me to do? What is he like? It's like you can bring a a bright um, orange handbag to me and say, well, I really like orange. And this is such a pretty handbag. And I'm giving it to you. And um, I'll say, thank you. I'll say, you have uh, 
good desire to give it to me. But will I use it? That's a big question. Absolutely not. I'm not going to walk around with a big orange handbag around. No. Why? Because that's not something that I like. We can tell God, Lord, I won't do this for you. I won't do this for you. I won't do this for you. But does he want me to do this? Is it pleasing to him? Has he called me for it? It's not about how much we do for him and what we do for him. It's about what he wants us to do for him. Difference here. The Spirit of God is speaking to us. Mary worked. Martha worked. But before Mary worked, Mary sat. Martha never sat. Martha was someone who worked and worked and worked. And because she never sat, her inward character was not built up. She got frustrated easily. She got upset quickly. She was not content with doing it herself. She was upset looking at her sister. Look at her sitting over there while I'm working. Who told you to? You should be sitting there too. When we take matters into our own hands and do it in the name of God, we can get burned very quickly. When we do things that we want to do for God and call it ministry, we can get burned very quickly. But if God called us to because we sat at his feet and he's telling us to do something for him, at that point we won't care who is looking at us, who is ridiculing us, who is mocking us, who is going to kick us out of that place. It's not going to do anything for us because our whole goal is going to be Jesus and what he has called me to do because I'm doing it for him. Doesn't matter who says what. We're never going to get frustrated. We're never going to get disappointed. Because our whole goal is Jesus. And the work that we do for God, that God has called us to do, those things, such type of work, will be recorded in God's book. And those are the things that God will reward. Not whatever we do. When we do it according to his heart's desire, because we're doing it for him, right? If we're doing it for him, it has to be something that he wants. Something that he desires. Then you get rewarded for that. Not whatever you want to do and push it. Some people can give you something or you give your loved one something that you want to eat and you just push it down their throat because it's your favorite food. Meanwhile, they don't want it. But they're just being nice. you saying that, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But they'll be just waiting for you to leave to dump that. Our service to God should not be like that. I want to do it. I have talents. I have skills. And I can do this. And, and this is my area. And this is my, you know, area that I can really shine for God and all those things if you really look at it it's me myself and I there's no God in the picture many people use God to better themselves or use God to show themselves or use God to manipulate themselves and others use God to enhance themselves use God to empower themselves never be like that Go to God for who He is. Sit at His feet. Know His heart. Then you'll be able to offer to Him a service that He desires. And that is a service that He will mention it for all eternity. And the work that pleases Him will be the works that He will reward you in this world and in the world to come. I'm going to read the scripture. We're going to finish shortly. I'm going to read this, verse 1, 2, verse 1 and 2. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord 
with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now you can go and read about this passage on your own. I'm not going to go into this. The description is in verse 2 itself, well described. Here, what did she do? She anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. This Mary. See how in one sentence, what she did for the Lord has been embedded there. We want to be people like that. No matter what happens, our focus has to be Jesus. No matter what happens, our heart should be to please Him. No matter what happens, we should be people who would live without excuses. No matter what happens, we want to be people who will serve the Lord with a pure heart. In order for that to happen, we need to sit at His feet. No matter what happens, we need to take the time to be in the presence of Jesus, to know His heart, to know His mind. It's because Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. We have John chapter 11, verse verse 2 recorded here in the Bible. In addition to where the whole thing that she did was described, there's another section that's here. Without her sitting at the feet of Jesus, you won't see this verse 2 here. Because there's no way she should have done this to Jesus. Because this was something that was a revelation given by God to her in order to do it unto Jesus. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, not unto man. For your reward comes from Him. In order for your reward to come from Him, whatever you do, in order to do it unto the Lord, you need to be someone who has a very tight relationship with Jesus. When you have that relationship with Jesus, you're not going to do things just to do it, to get over with it. You're not going to do things just to please someone. You're not going to do things in a superficial way. And you're not going to become hard in your heart because there's no point in doing this for this person anymore. Because you'll have that inner strength to give and to give and to give and to give and to give. You'll have that inner strength to do that which God wants you to do without getting tired, without getting burned out. You will have the revelation from God to do specific things that God is calling you to do that will go according to the timeline of God Almighty. Out of all the disciples that were chosen, called, they left everything and came, but not much went into them. They all heard His teachings, but they didn't get the revelation that Mary got. Mary just sat to hear and Jesus said that this woman that sits over here, she is getting something that will never be taken away. Who was it? She was not simply sitting, saying, oh, Jesus is talking. Hmm, that's good. Interesting. Fascinating. I'm just sitting and listening to someone who opens blind eyes and deaf ears. And No. She was a recipient of what the Holy Spirit was speaking through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said that she has received something that will never be taken away. She was not someone who just came and sat, but she was someone who sat to receive. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Every time when you come here, are you receiving? How much are you receiving? Are you sitting here to receive and are you receiving? You can come with expectation, but are you receiving? If so, how much are you receiving? Because what I'm receiving will show itself in action. There's a follow-up that will take place. There's a progress that we'll see. There's a growth that we'll see. There's a revelation that we'll receive. And based on that revelation, there's an action that God will see from us. That's what God is after. 
That's how your life should transform into. From a caterpillar all the way to becoming a butterfly. There are stages in the life cycle of a butterfly. Change, 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 change. Something is happening. The caterpillar is eating. It's doing something. Then the caterpillar is sleeping. It's doing something. Then the caterpillar comes out of it and then it flies. It becomes a butterfly. It's doing something. All the while, while it does something, something is taking place inside of the caterpillar. There's a change that is happening. Even for human beings. Every baby that eats, the baby's eating. When it's eating, something is happening. The child is growing. The brain is developing. The eyes are developing. The ears are developing. The internal organs are developing. The child is growing, not only in stature, but mentally, emotionally, in every way. Same thing happens to even adults. There's a renewing. There's a change that keeps taking place if you eat the right food. It's important for us to know, when we come to the presence of God, as Mary did, give ourselves over to whatever Jesus is going to give to us. We must not only sit, but we need to sit with faith and receive and reproduce. Sit with faith and receive what Christ gives to you. And then make use of it. Reproduce. Then, your life too will have a significance on the face of the earth. While Mary was here, while Mary lived, Jesus said this, wherever this gospel shall be preached, wherever God says, on the face of the earth, Mary, even after you die, Mary, your story is going to be there in the book of John. For many, 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 many multitudes to read. And in the heaven also, she'll be called as Mary, Lazarus' sister, the one who opened that expensive ointment and who poured it on Jesus' feet and who wiped his feet with her hair. Even in heaven she'll be known for her deeds because her deeds were according to the desire of God. Because her deeds were according to the will of God. Because her deeds were according to the timing of God. Very important. Not doing our own thing, but doing what God wants us to do. And we do it heartily unto God and not unto man. Martha worked. Mary worked. One's work had eternal value. The other one's was not. Think about your life. You might have worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. Is it going to have eternal value? Or is it just going to be burned up? Are you having that contentment that you're doing the will of God? Or do you get frustrated like Martha did? When you don't give yourself over to Jesus to go after the portion that can never be taken away, you'll get frustrated. You can get agitated. You can feel exhausted. But when you sit at the feet of Jesus, the work that you do will be unto God and it will be a delight to God. You're not going to be frustrated. You're not going to be agitated. On the contrary, only love will be poured out of your heart. Nothing, no one can shake you from doing the will of God, provided you learn to sit at the feet of Jesus, where inner strength will be built. There's a transfer, a transaction takes place from the heart of Jesus to Mary's heart, from his heart to Mary's heart, from his heart to Mary's heart. That's why, yes, she was a woman 
easily could be thrown out by any man. But she had a very strong character. She had a bold spirit. She had a humble heart. And she entered in and did what God had placed in her heart. No one could prevent her from fulfilling what God wanted her to fulfill. No one. No one. She touched, she touched the heart of God. God blessed her on this side of eternity and in the world to come. God wants to bless your life like that. God wants you to make you into a vessel of honor like how Mary was. You don't want to be someone at the end of your life. Look at your life and say like, oh, all I did was like Martha. You want to be like Mary. That your works would follow you. That God will praise you for your works. That your works will be a memorial before God Almighty in this world and in the world to come. That whatever you did will last forever here and there. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, you're so good. Your mercy endures forever. You're so kind. You're so gracious. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for giving us Jesus. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to sit at your feet so that we can offer to you a service that is pleasing to you, Father. May our lives be like that of Mary's life and not like Martha's. May we be people who are commended by God Almighty. Oh Jesus, that our work that we do for you on earth may be lasting work for you, Lord. May we be people who will come and sit at your feet out of love for you. Not out of obligation, but out of love. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And He shall give you the desires of your heart. Mary's desire was Jesus. She delighted in Him. And her desire was Jesus. And God gave her the opportunity to serve Him. Whether it's service unto God or be as a memorial unto Him forever. Are you delighting in Jesus? Is your desire Jesus? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you do, do it unto God and not unto man. Make sure what you do is what God wants you to do for Him. Make sure you sit at His feet and receive His strength. Be in the presence of God so that God can nurture you, God can grow you, God can strengthen you. That you grow to be a humble yet bold child of God who will not shrink back when it comes to doing the will of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for speaking to your people. Thank you for strengthening your people. 
Lord, I pray that you will bless your people. Pour into them your living water all the more as they continue to meditate on this portion, Lord, scripture portion that you've given, that this word of God may impart life into their spirits, life into their souls, life into their bodies. And I thank you, Heavenly Father. You're good. Your mercy endures forever. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your reviving presence. Thank you for your reviving power. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. I pray that you will transform every single brother, every single sister, every single child who's here. Lord, transform them. Transform them into everything that you've called them to be. That their works may never be burned up, O Lord, but their works may be a lasting memorial on this side of the earth and in the world to come. That they may be known before God by what they did unto you. That which was pleasing to you by doing the will of the Father. And as your servant standing in the presence of God, therefore the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, and bless your people, Father, with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That whatever they do, may they do it unto you. May they do it knowing that you've called them to do. That their works may stand along with them. That they may be rewarded on this side of eternity and in the world to come. That they may be known before God for who they were and what they did for you. That their works may never be burned up, but it may stand as a sweet aroma to God Almighty. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If the Lord has spoken to you, few of you can go ahead and pray.